Um, yeah, I always like to start off with this. I am not the pastor. Pastor? Okay. If you're here for the first time, please come back. Shane is really gifted in the area of preaching and doing sermons. So I, I encourage you to, to keep coming back. And I'm thankful for Shane and all the work that he does uh, for, this, uh, for this church. Um, you know, I always say, too, like, whenever I'm doing a sermon, usually, or speaking, I'm usually preaching to myself here, okay? So this is something that I'm working on. Um, you guys just happen to be around while I'm talking out loud here a little bit. So hopefully you can get some value from it and pick up a few things. But, but this is something I'm working on um, for myself. Um, yeah, so you may already be an expert here. So I apologize for wasting your time if this is, this is an area where you're really talented. So um, yeah, let's pray. Uh, dear Lord, I uh, thank you for this beautiful morning. Um, yeah, thank you for our worship team. They do an amazing job. Yeah, sometimes I forget I'm even giving the sermon. They're so they're just so good. So, uh, but yeah, I just pray that you would um, allow me to speak to this group and provide what you would like me to provide, Lord, to them. Um, and I look to provide value to them um, and make it worth their uh, 25 minutes here of listening. So, um, I thank you for everything you do for us and for this church. Uh, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right, so. The psalm I selected here is Psalm 73, um, 23 through 26, and, and what I'm really going to focus on today is kind of working on Christian habits, okay? Uh, so this kind of popped out to me. Uh, Yet I am always with you, you hold me by my right hand, you guide me with your counsel, and afterward you take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Okay, so, you know, there's just some things that popped out there to me. You know, you know, God always with you. You guide me with your counsel. Earthy, earth has nothing I desire beside you. Um, my flesh and my heart fail. That's true for me. Um, and God is the strength of my heart. So those, those are kind of some big picture Christian habits we're going to kind of talk about as we move, move through here. So, um, yeah, so what I like to do anytime I'm doing a sermon or doing any teaching or even in my life, I always try to start with the why. You know, why am I doing this? Okay, so why why am I teaching on Christian habits? So the, the commandment, the first commandment uh, in the Ten Commandments is love your God, right? He should be number one, that you should never have any gods above him, all right? I struggle in that area, okay? I think my earthly flesh, um, you know, doesn't make that come natural. Uh, so, and that's really important. Like, if you could clean up that commandment, you probably could clean up all the rest of the commandments, right? So, putting God first in your life is, is crucial, okay? So, um, but it doesn't mean quit your job. It doesn't mean putting, putting God first kind of in all your areas of your life. I mean, that can be a part of your job, obviously, and a part of your family and your hobbies and things like that. So, but that's really important. So, what can we do as a habit, as a Christian habit, to do that, okay? Um, the next one up there is growth, right? Um, Romans eight twenty eight. Everybody loves that verse. You know, God works out everything, you know, good for those you know who love Him and things like that, right? But twenty nine is the one I like the most because it then says so you can be more like Jesus, so you can be conformed to the image of God. Okay, so God is always going to try to keep you growing uh, to be more like Him. All right, opportunity. You know, from my experience, 
the more that I'm in the Bible and reading and listening to content, um, praying um, in life group, that more opportunities arise for me to serve others, um, for me to uh, disciple others. Uh, and I'm get, I get left less me focused and more others others focused. So uh, that's another great you know why why should we why should we get these great Christian habits? And then lastly, um, you know, happy happiness, peace, you know, kind of a humble confidence can come. Um, I know when I stray away from some of these habits, I start to get more anxious. I start to get more fearful. Uh, and I can maybe get a little bitter, a little more selfish, things like that. So hopefully that's enough reason for you um, to keep coming along with me on this ride, okay? So I read a book. Um, I listened to a book. Actually, I listened to it twice. I'm going to make sure this mic's good. Uh, it's called James. It's called James Clear is the author. Atomic Habits is the book, okay? It's a great book. I listened to it twice. And it's all about how to create really good habits, okay? Um, and these are a couple quick quotes I'm going to go through here that I, I really enjoy. Uh, Success is a product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformation. So basically what that's saying is that your daily habits are, are, are crucial, obviously, to success, however, however you, you work those in there. Um, the next one I like too, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. Okay, this one really, you know, I can, I can give you a lot of different examples for this, but it's super easy to create a goal, super challenging to stick with the system that, to reach that goal. I can make a goal here in 20 seconds. I want to lose 20 pounds. There's my goal. That was easy. Okay, what system am I going to put in place to lose those 20 pounds? The system, and so that's why it says, you know, you don't rise to the level of your goals. Lots of organizations, people, you can set goals all you want to, you're blue in your face. But if you don't have a system in place, um, you're not going to reach those goals. So you're going to fall to the systems that you have in place for those goals. So um, I work with a lot of different people. I work in an organization, and I can, I can tend to see that. Okay, so the question I ask myself often is, okay, what is the system that I have in place here? I want to be like I love to be a great golfer that's a goal I golf I golf twice this year <laughs> I don't have the system in place okay think about that okay so when I go on the golf course I shouldn't have the expectation that I'm gonna hit the ball really well I've only done it twice you know what I mean that, 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 so if I really wanted to be a great golfer I'd probably do that two or three times a week daily okay all right, next one. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Wow, that's pretty powerful. I like this one, too, because it's kind of forward-thinking. Okay? So what is the type of person I want to become? You know, you know, what type of Christian do I want to become? Okay? We're going to kind of talk about that here as, as we move forward. So, you know, every action is a vote for the person you wish to become. Pretty cool stuff. All right. So... You know, importance of habits in the process. You know, I can give you some examples here. I mean, and these are going to be pretty obvious and simple, right? Work, school, like, you know, our kids out here, like, you know, I work in education, like, show up. Pay attention in class. Work hard. Turn your homework in. Try your best. That's a system, right? If you do that system, you're going to have success. Adults, work. Show up. Have a good attitude. Work hard. Do your homework. 
you're going to have some success success there. Okay, you know hobbies and athletics, like just like I mentioned with golf, like you got to set a system up to, to have that success. I think lots of times we set goals, um, but with no system. You know, I want to be a three-year starter, or I want I want to reach. You know, I want to make a million dollars a year, whatever. The, what are you doing to do that? Or focus on, you know, what are some processes in place that I can do to maybe, to maybe achieve that, okay? You know, you can look at your family, you can look at your health. You know, I talked about that a little bit. Like, we all know that part, right? We know what it's like to, to eat healthy or be healthy. We know what it takes. We just have to choose to do it, okay? So we're going to look at some of those habits kind of from that, that Christian, uh, Christian point of view as well here as we move forward. All right, so what type of person do you want to be? It's a great question. Okay, what systems do you have in place to be that person? Okay, it takes a ton of self-awareness, and that's a struggle for people sometimes. Some people are more self-aware than others. I, 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 again, I'm fortunate to work with lots of people. Some people are more self-aware, just kind of naturally. Um, keeping yourself accountable. Okay, those are very, very important when you want to set up a habit or set up some type of system. Okay, so if, if you need accountability and that's something you know about yourself, that's self-awareness, and you have somebody in your life group or you have somebody personally you can trust, okay, you need to use that, okay? You need to use that. And so, um, you know, I, I'm not self-aware. Everybody has blind spots, right? Everybody has pieces they need to work on. Um, but those are some big things that you need to do to kind of figure out what type of person you want to be, okay? So... Christian habits, these are the four that I identify as, as, as some really, really important ones uh, for you to look at um, and, and start to get some systems in place, and maybe you already have some great ones. Um, so I'm just offering some suggestions, and again, preaching to myself here. So I'm going to roll through these and then spend a little bit more time on each of these, all right? Understanding, believing, and feeling that you're a child of God. That's the number one. We're going to probably spend the most time on that, but that is obviously super important. Living in the gospel, prayer, content, life groups, um, and optimism. All right? So, understanding, believing, and feeling that you are a child of God. I have some verses that are going to pop up here. I'm not going to read through all of them. I think everyone can say this pretty confidently. Like, you know, when you become a Christian, you're a child of God. Like, people know that. Do you feel that? Do you believe that? I mean, do you rest in that? Okay, that that's kind of where it's where it's where, where I think it's it's different for everybody. Um, you know, and I'll read I'll read Second Corinthians here six eighteen, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord. I mean, that's clear, crystal clear. No no confusion there. Okay, so you know, and this is where it's tough, and I'm not going to maybe give you a ton of solutions here. But you need to work out, if you're a Christian, you need to work this out with yourself. And if you need somebody to come walk beside you to help you with this, I would encourage you to text the number that's on the screen or connect with someone here today. There, there's elders, there's a ton of people that will be willing to help you with this. This is the number one. You have to believe that you are a child of God. You have to rest and believe and sit in that if you're a Christian. Make no confusion on that. You have to then remind yourself of this. 
I don't care how you do it, whatever works for you, whatever's the best system for you to set up, if you have one, great, continue to use it. If you need to listen to this worship music every morning and that can remind you that you're a child of God, if you need to read it, if you need to watch a video, find that system because you are. You are a child of God. Find the system that will get that in your head and don't sway away from that. Okay? It is the most important. Okay? Because, unfortunately, this is a fallen world. Like, I get that, right? There has been pain that's been put in your life by someone or something that's not from God and it's not an accurate picture of God that, unfortunately, some of us hold on to. Stop that pain. Don't believe the lie. It's not true. I've been very fortunate. They're here today, too. I sit in the first one. They weren't here at that one. I had amazing parents. Thankful for that. I knew I was loved. 100% have a ton of gratitude for that. Maybe you didn't. Maybe there was some pain in your parents that passed on to you. Stop the pain. You can do it. Well, take some help. we got people that can help you here. Stop that pain. Don't believe the lie. Believe the truth that you're a child of God. And then have empathy. This is the tough part. Have empathy for whoever put that pain in you because they had pain. Right? And so, don't believe the lie. The enemy wants you to believe that. Again, I was very blessed to have parents who loved on me. They told me no, too. Don't, don't, don't get any confusion on that. <laughs> but they loved on me the right way. So if you got something going on and you don't think you're a child of God and you don't feel it, connect with somebody here today. If you do, help others find it and get a system in place. It's huge. If you don't hear anything else that I say the rest of the sermon, hear this. You're a child of God. It's funny, I was back there with my daughter. I was holding her. She's like almost two, two in October. She's trying to sing a little bit and dance. You know how proud I was of her? I was so proud of her. That's how the Father in Heaven is way better than that. But when you attempt to try to do something, He's going to be so proud of you. Don't forget that. I use the example all the time. forgot to use it in the first one, but she made a little picture for my wife and I. She put a couple stickers on there and a couple of squiggly lines in a circle. And to everybody else, you go, what is this? this is, what is this? To us, sitting on the fridge, we love it. Most beautiful picture I've ever seen, right? That's how we are to God. When I write my love letter to God, I got the L backwards, I got the V upside down, I got, he doesn't care, he thinks it's beautiful. Because I'm attempting to try my best. Say it all the time. Alright, so what are my suggestions? You find what works for you with this. But what I do is I every every night before I go to bed, I say, Father, thank you. I find I, and it's whenever I pray about myself, thank you, Father. I find something to be thankful for. Sometimes it leads into a five-minute prayer. Sometimes it's, boom, I'm asleep. Sometimes it leads into a 30-minute prayer and I can't sleep all night. And when I wake up in the morning, Father, thank you. 
thank you. Again, sometimes it's a 30-second prayer, sometimes it's a 10-minute prayer. You guys know yourselves. You know you can find something, but remind yourself every day that you're a child of God. All right, next, living the gospel. This one's important, too. Right, they're all important because I have four, but not important. <laughs> this one's important. Okay, you can still listen. All right, so, like, right, I was loved enough that Christ came to earth to die for me. I'm bad enough that he had to come to earth and die for me. Right? We are so loved that Christ came to earth and wanted to save us from eternal suffering. Our sin is so bad, though, he had to come to earth and suffer that horrific pain for us. Okay? It's huge. Find a way to remind yourself of this every day. I set up a little notification that just shoots me this that on my phone, and I see it and I read it. We have notifications for Ohio State Buckeye scores. We have notifications for this and that. Turn those off. That's the world. You can check on that whenever. Turn this one on. You're so loved that the God of the universe came into this messy place and died for you. Okay? You're so bad you had to do it. I'm talking about me here, preaching myself. It's the truth. So what it does is, it gives you a nice balance of humble confidence. Okay? If someone rips me down, and I'm a tech director, I work with technology, so people don't like me lots of times. <laughs> when, they, when they start to criticize, you know what I think? Man, I'm loved so much that God came to earth to save me. Builds me up. Now when I think or do something that maybe I feel real good about, I can get humble pretty quick. And say, whew, I was bad enough he had to come and save me. But it gives me that humble confidence so I can work it either way I want to work it. You know, so I can bring myself up or put myself down a little bit in a positive way because it's a, it's a nice little balance there. So success and failure, that outside stuff, I can handle the boos and the cheers. What I actually do is I don't hear the cheers or the boos. Someone's booing me, I don't hear it. Someone's cheering me, I don't hear it. I hear, man, I was loved enough and bad enough. Remind yourself of that daily, 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 daily. I gotta do it every five minutes, I'm not joking. There were some moments in my life I had to read that every five minutes. Okay? And, and, and then that, that takes away from the comparison stuff. It's making me happy for other people. Cool. Oh, I'm not trying to compare myself versus you. We're all, we're all centered saved by grace. Okay? All right. <clears throat> Next, prayer, content, life groups. You know, Jesus' example, this is easy, great. Like, he's like the ultimate life group guy. He had his disciples. He had people all around him. You know, prayer life. He was, you know, he'd go away for two hours. Like, where'd Jesus go? He's over there praying. You know, this was clearly important to him. Um, he clearly knew the Bible, all those things too, as well. But and I talked about this earlier. You know, Romans eight twenty eight. I'm not going to read it again. But he doesn't want you to stay the way you are. He wants you to grow closer to him. Okay. And this is a great way of doing that. Um, you know, I'm just going to be kind of blunt here. If you're a follower of Christ, he's not going to leave you where you're at. So you can either fight it or just do it. It's the truth. So just do it. Just keep growing and learning and knowing more about him. Just do it. Don't fight it. 
Okay? So, you know, what are some systems or habits that you can do um, in this area, right? And, and this, is, this has been big time change for me over the last maybe three or four years. You know, maybe five or six years ago, I'm going to read the Bible this month. It's going to happen. That's my goal. I want to do it. Then I get to Leviticus, and then I quit. Then I'd say, well, you stink, Ryan. You said you were going to do that, and then you quit. Then I wouldn't pick up a Bible for three months. Give myself shame, beat myself up. Wasn't healthy. Wasn't healthy. Or I'm going to pray for an hour a day. Because I need to, and I love God, and I'm so thankful. I'm going to pray for an hour. I'd do it for two or three days. And I didn't. Then I beat myself up, and I made some shame. Then the enemy's loving that. Oh, the enemy is loving that. So I've changed my mindset of what type of person or what type of Christian do I want to be. Well, I want to be a Christian that prays. I want to be a Christian that reads the Bible. I want to be the type of Christian that consumes Christian content. So guess what happens? Some days I read the Bible, and it's two minutes. Some days it's ten minutes. Some days it's five minutes. Some days it's two hours, but guess what type of person I am? I'm the type of person that reads the Bible. Life group. I attend life group. I lead a life group. I'm the type of person that attends a life group. Guess what? I missed two weeks ago. I didn't go. But guess how many times I've missed? Twice. And that's not a bragging thing. It's okay if I miss. Because generally, I'm the type of person that goes to life group. See the shift in the thinking there? Versus, I'm going to go twice, then I'm going to miss, and oh, I don't know what's going to happen if I come back. Or if I miss for a month. Oh, no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't go back. No, what type of person do you want to be? When you shift that, it takes a lot of the pressure off. If I miss a day reading my Bible, man, I'm the type of person who reads the Bible. Next day, I just pick it up. Don't shame myself. Don't blame myself. If I miss a Sunday morning, I'm a person that likes to listen to Christian content, so I'll listen to the service. And then next week, I'll come. Stop letting the enemy get to you that way. <clears throat> Don't. Now, goals aren't bad, but set up your systems. Okay, so I like to stack things. I like to stack my habits. Okay, this would be good. Trust me on this one. Things that you do every day, just stack another habit on top of it. So I love to work out. It's something I enjoy doing. I enjoy lifting weights. So I put Tim Keller, J.D. Greer, Shane Cockrell. I listen to sermons while I lift, lift weights. I don't listen to Metallica. <laughs> it still works. I'm okay. I get my lift in. I'm just fine listening to Tim Keller and lifting weights. You don't have to listen to Metallica while you lift weights. Okay? When I drive, when I'm by myself, Christian content, some type of Christian content. Or I spend the time praying. I'm going to do it anyway, so I might as well stack something on top of that. Okay? Um, when I shower, I repent. I've been trying to wash those sins away. 
The other day I took 12 showers though, and Janelle was like, what's going on? <laughs> that's a joke, that's a joke. But, but truly, that's a habit, okay, right? That's a, that's a habit. So stack something on top of that. Stack something on top of that. Um, yeah, what else, what else? There's, there's one other one I had that was this morning, but I can't remember that now. But, so stack things on top of other habits that you already do, okay? And that will, it, trust me, you'll enjoy it. It's worth it. Uh, I, I, I enjoy it tremendously. Because it's funny, when I first started working out, I did listen to whatever mentality. Whatever. And then I'm like, wait, I'm wasting 30 minutes that I could be listening to a sermon and growing closer to God. And obviously doing healthy habits for my body, but then growing my spiritual body. Okay? So, you know, attending life group, prayer, content, figure out the type of person you want to be, the type of Christian you want to be, and do it. Okay? And if you need somebody to help you keep accountable, contact somebody. No one's going to tell you no. Hey, Ryan, or hey, so-and-so, can you help me stay accountable to my Bible? No, I don't want to. Like, really, who's going to tell you no? If they tell you no, call me. I'll help you. But why not? Okay, all right. Next, optimism. Jesus' example of optimism is pretty clear. Uh, he is patiently trying to get all of us to come to him. I mean, that's pretty optimistic. He's letting time continue to go so non-believers can find him. Praise God for that. Okay, we are called to be optimistic. And these couple of these verses up here, um, you know, Romans fifteen thirteen, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Pretty clear. Thessalonians 5.16, rejoice always. Pretty clear. Pray continually. Pretty clear. Good thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, put a system in place to find things to be grateful for. My system, again, is you know morning and night, I find things to be thankful for. On my worst days, and I've had some rough days, I would go to bed and say, I am thankful for the parents that I had, and I am thankful for where I was born. That didn't change. And if you need to break it all the way down and be thankful for where you were born, okay, I'm thankful for that. Now, on your good days, you can be thankful for lots of other things, but I can find something to be thankful about. Okay, and in the morning, I try to wake up and be thankful. Find something to be thankful for. System, get into place. I want to be a person that's optimistic. That's what I want to be. Now, practical optimism. Practical optimism is huge there. Not over-the-moon optimistic. I know we live in a fallen world. I know there's going to be suffering. I know there's going to be challenges. On the flip side of that, I would encourage you to fight cynicism. I would encourage you to do that. Because I don't see that in these verses here. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Filled with hope, filled with joy, filled with peace. It doesn't say... Catch somebody. Be a cynic. Find out what someone did wrong and catch them. And prove you're right. Okay? I'm going to be an optimist. And the cynics out there can tell me I'm too optimistic. But I'm going to be an optimist and be happy. Okay? If you want to be cynical and unhappy and happy the two times you got it right and caught somebody, I'm okay with that. I'll be wrong twice. I'll be happy most of the time.
And then I also, you know, I'll have empathy for them because I don't want to live like that. That's rough living, man. That's rough living that way. To constantly be judging and finding and, oh, this. See, I told you. I told you that bank was going to mess with everybody's money. I never trusted them ever. I told you. I got you. That's a rough way to live. It's an easy way to live, though. So you got to get the system in place to force yourself to have that optimism. Now, last thing to think about, how attractive does that look to others? Optimism looks pretty attractive. And we should have tons of reasons to be optimistic. We're a child of God. Okay, we'll fly through here now. So some other suggestions from that book with, with Atomic Habits. You know, start your habits small. Make them easy. Make it so hard. Make, make it hard to say no. Make bad habits ridiculously hard. You know, the old saying, well, I have to have my phone next to my bed because it's my alarm clock. I'll buy you a 99 cents alarm clock. If you struggle with your phone and you have bad things happen when you have your phone, stick it in the other room, charge it, turn the ringer up, and if someone calls you, you'll hear it. If someone emails it, you'll hear it. Leave it in the room all day. Turn it up. You don't need to have it by you all the time. If that's a problem for you, make it hard. Make the habits you want to do really easy. Like with tithing, direct, out of my credit card, here, direct. I don't do anything, automatic setup, direct. Versus, well, better go to the bank, better get out the money, better figure out the envelope, better put it in the envelope, better remember to get it, and better remember to put it in that box over there. Oh, that's hard habit. Easy one is just set up direct deposit. I don't even think about it. And that's, that works for me. Maybe it doesn't work for you. Maybe you like the process of doing that and that makes you feel good because it's a reminder of your giving. Cool, that's cool too. But if it's not something you struggle with, then don't worry about that. Tithing for me was a struggle at points, so I had to set up the automatic. It made it so much easier. I'm so thankful for it too now. Make the habits you want easier. Make the habits you don't want harder. Focus on the system. Don't focus on results. You know, um, get the system in place. The results will come. When you slip back, get back on track quickly. Be patient. Stick to the pace. Don't, don't do things you can't sustain. Okay? Start out easy. In the book, it actually talks about a guy who wanted to work out. So he would get up every morning, drive to the gym, no joke, in the book, he would work out for a minute, drive away. That's what he did for a month. Just to get in that habit, and then once he got that habit, then, then obviously he started working out. So start simple, start small, make it, make it easy for you, okay? Oh, and then last section here is, you know, how do we break bad habits? You know, to eliminate a bad habit, you have to replace it. You cut out as many triggers as possible. Surround yourself with people who live the way you want to live. That's huge. That is huge. And then I would ask those people. I am very fortunate. I have an amazing wife. And she is super honest with me. And I love it 99% of the time. <laughs> but she's honest. She'll tell me, like, no, Ryan, that's not the type of person you want to be. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm thankful for that. So find that person. 
Because we have blinders sometimes. Like, I'll be like, I, I don't think I'm like that. She, no, no, right there, you weren't the person you want to be right there. Oh, and then it hurts and it stings and then I reflect and then I do something about it. Self-awareness is kind of Give grace for yourself. Give yourself grace. Please give yourself some grace. You're a child of God. He loves you. Think about your own kids or think about as a kid how easy it is to please your parents. You know, I mean, it's easy to please your parents. They love seeing you do successful things. That's how our father is. Don't beat yourself up. Get some systems that work for you. You can do this. The pain that someone else potentially put in you, it's not real. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the lie. Don't. Don't do it. God loves you. He's your child. Romans 8, 28. Don't believe the lie. All right. Homework. I'll be super quick on this. Christian, if you're a child of God, believe that and rest in that. And if you struggle with this, find somebody to help you out with it. Non-Christian, do you want the creator of the universe to call you son or daughter? You have that chance. Reach out to someone. What type of person do you want to be? Get the systems in place to be that type of person. What system habits are you going to put in place? Stop beating yourself up. Stop judging yourself. And have humble confidence and optimism. All right. I'm going to pray. We'll be done. Uh, dear Lord, I thank you for this uh, day. I thank you for this uh, church. And again, I thank you for Shane who does this regularly and does this amazing. Um, I thank you for our, uh, our kids downstairs who are learning a great lesson. And I thank you for our, uh, our worship team uh, who will lead us here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.